spoiler alert, we did not like this track, but we are talking about it anyways. It's Was Not Was and their song, Walk the Dinosaur. Here it is. Hello, friends. I'm Vice Principal JBC, a.k.a. Megamix.com, and I'm here with my co-host, the Espesta Baby, known as Slip. What's up, you grade 11 dynamo? Oh, it's because I farted in class. <laughs> that's why that, like, that's the story. I was in grade six, and I farted in class, and, and, and my teacher... called you a baby. Uh, oh, yeah, no, uh, it was my, sorry, my grade six teacher called me Espesta Cochon and <laughs> kicked me out of class. That's right. Sorry, I'm getting the uh, the dressing downs that I got from teachers and principals in That's school right. mixed up. And I was wrong. I should have called you a grade nine dynamo because it was Espesta Bebe Sogodere. So That's right. By, by the pond. Anyway, it's episode 62 of the Super Hits podcast. And I realized the past few shows, I've been pretty harsh with my assessments of these songs and or their videos. But I want to say... But that's not going to change on today's episode. We're covering Walk the Dinosaur by was, open parenthesis, not was, close parenthesis. And I'm at a loss to explain why this was a hit. So let's see if we can figure it out together. <laughs> so like you did last week, uh, or two days, three days ago, I'm just going to call them was, not was. I'm not going to use all the punctuation. Yep. Um, was, not was is an American pop rock group founded in 1979 in Detroit, Michigan by David Weiss and Don Faganson, who adopted the stage names David Was and Don Was. Isn't that quirky? No. Uh, they were childhood friends who grew up together and decided to form a band in 1979. The name of the band was derived from Faganson's then infant son, Tony, who was just beginning to talk and enjoyed contra contradicting words such as blue with not blue. <laughs> I mean... What an exciting story. Uh-huh. Here's a bit more about the group from their official website. Uh, David Weiss and Don Faganson are just like Lieber and Stoller, two Jewish boys who should have been black. What? Well, their music had us jigging and gyrating. Their lyrics had us gasping and giggling. That is from their website. This is who, not my words. Uh, why are they... So either somebody in that band is writing about themselves... In like the yep. third person, or somebody is writing on behalf of them, and like I don't know, I, I, that's bizarre. Anyway, I'm already angry. All right, um, they would meet at, on top of the high school bleachers and talk about how they're going to make a record one day in the humor prison, which was the basement of David Parent's house. They called it the humor prison. <laughs> they would wear funny masks and make tapes on a rule to grill machine and laugh till they couldn't laugh anymore. The tapes would bear witness to their influences when young. Uh, MC5, Iggy and the Stooges, Frank Zappa, the Firesign Theater, Jazz, especially Thelonious Monk and John Coltrane, and Motown. <sighs> uh -huh. So basically, they were a couple of kooky and crazy nerds. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, anyway, using Don's connections through studios he had worked at, they pulled together some local musicians and formed the first Was Not Was lineup in 1980. Mm -hmm. uh, they had Wayne Kramer from the MC5 on guitar, Don was on bass, David was on keyboards and flute, etc. And they had Sweet P. Atkinson doing vocals. Uh -huh. In 1981, the band added some more members and re released their self-titled debut album. Uh, Harry Bowens joined the group as another singer. Their second album, Born to Laugh at Tornadoes, came out in 1983 and hit number 134 on the Billboard 200 and was declared to be, get this, conceptually the best album of the year by Rolling Stone. What? I don't know, dude. All right. I mean, uh, I'm looking at the ratings or the the reviews. Robert Criscow gave it a B plus. 
I know, and he gives their he gives what up, dog? The album we're talking about today, an A minus. We'll get to that. Shit. All right. According to the band's official bio, uh, later in the same year, Geffen refused to release the band's third album, Lost in Prehistoric Detroit. Uh, the company wanted David and Don to drop Harry and Sweet Pea from the band and hire white singers. <laughs> the pressure was so bad they went through the process of auditions. It was during this standoff that Don redu- returned to producing other people's records. So I got to say that's pretty messed up. Yep. Obviously, the band uh, standing by their members is cool. Yeah. But still, this band is deeply uncool. So let's get back to it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In the end, Geffen sold the band's contract to Phonogram Records in 1984. Uh, Four years later, this wacky group of baby boomer chuckle buddies (laughs) recorded What Up Dog, their third album and their first real hit. Um, The album title came from, get this, the way singer Sweet P. Atkinson would say hello. I, I mean, I can't even make this stuff up. What up, dog? Yes. Uh-huh. By this point, the band had ballooned to 10 members, which I think seems a bit like overkill. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I can't imagine how royalties get divided in those kinds of situations. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, you know. Uh, anyway, I don't really have any more background on these jokesters, so let's take a cl- uh, closer look at Walk the Dinosaur. All right. The album, What Up, Dog, is listed as being recorded at <sighs> the Institute of Social Disorder. Which is not a studio. You know, it is a funny joke. What's infuriate? Like, I'm already upset. Um, I know you are. I know you are. It's like, is does every minute detail have to be a fucking joke? It does. Like, every single thing has to be wacky. I know it does. Yeah. Absolutely. It, yeah. Yeah. So, What Up Dog and uh, Walk the Dinosaur, produced by David Was, Don Was, and some guy named Paul Stavely O'Duffy. Uh-huh. It's a great name. Uh, Walk the Dinosaur was written by David Was, Don Was, and Randy Jacobs, who uh, a guitarist who was, and I quote, a close associate of Don Was. <laughs> I don't know. It was released as a single sometime in 1987, well ahead of the album. The single version of the track clocks in at three minutes and 40 seconds, which would normally be perfect. But in this instance, too long. <laughs> yes. There are counted 50 versions of the single on Discogs. Yes, there are from all around the world. On most versions, the B-side is an album cut called 11 Miles an Hour, open parenthesis, Abe Zap Ruder version, which is a song I think about the JFK assassination with a very punny title. Uh-huh. The song has many different variations. There's a Jeffrey B. Younghearts Run Free remix version of the single, which features uh, the remix that in, in the title, an acapellasaurus version, and a full instrumental. This Jeffrey B. Younghearts Run Free remix, it's so bad, and it has that pop up the volume sample in it. Oh, no. It's, it's so awful. Um, a 1988 re-release of the single features on the B-side Wedding Vows in Vegas, which has vocals by Frank Sinatra Jr. Okay. Uh, in Canada, there was a Walk the Dinosaur EP that came out that had a New York Dangerous mix, a debunking of Yuri Geller mix, and a Bruce's prehistoric dub of the track. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found a list of 52 compilation albums that Walk the Dinosaur has appeared on. Uh, here's a few of the notables. We've got a 1988 funk, soul, and R&B collection called Brothers in Rhythm. Mm-hmm. There's so much good stuff on here in Walk the Dinosaur. Uh-huh. Sticks out. Uh-huh. Sticks out like a mangled thumb. <laughs> Though it also uh, closes with a, a version of Under the Boardwalk by, Ru- by Bruce Willis. So oh. I don't know. Okay. So it's not the uh, worst possibly. Yeah, uh, another 1988 compilation called The Hit Academy, Volume 2. We got something released in Colombia called The Sounds of Britain. 
weird what it's all an american band yeah like what all right i don't know and of course paulie tells turn it up these are the hits which mm-hmm. also features songs we've covered paul abdul straight up and rick astley she wants to dance with me as you know i owned that beautiful cassette uh, i should uh, note uh i own uh, a version of this i don't know if i got this right when i plugged it in but mm-hmm. it's a version released in the netherlands Nice. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I would have put it in the code and it said Netherlands, but this, I, I bet you I have like the American version. Anyways, yeah. uh, Walk the Dinosaur on the A side, 11 miles an hour on the B side. I will say this the cover art for this is pretty good. Yes, I didn't even note that. I was so angry writing this. Yeah, I mean, it's got like a purple, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, Brachiosaurus and yeah. yeah, the name of the band and, you know, good, like nice drawings, nice cover art. Um, yeah. I'm going to give him credit. That's That's a fine piece of cover art good stuff uh the group also has a few zany greatest hits packages that include walk the dinosaur we've got 1992's hello dad dot 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 i'm in jail we've got 2004's the collection and in 2010 hey king kong pick of the litter 1980 to 2010 so mm-hmm. um walk the dinosaur appeared in a 1988 episode of the french tv show la une et à vous <laughs> It was yes. featured in the uh, wacky 1989 comedy film The Dream Team. Okay. It was also featured in the 1990 film Vital Signs. There was a version of this song performed by George Clinton on the Super Mario Brothers soundtrack in 1993 and was also featured in the credits. More on that later. Oh, yes. Uh, get this. Walk the Dinosaur appeared in the 1994 Flintstones movie, if you can believe it. Oh, my goodness. Really? crazy in the night in the 2009 movie ice age dawn of the dinosaurs a version of the a version of the song by queen latifah appeared in the credits again more on that later uh-huh. according to son facts it was this usage in ice age coupled with the inclusion of the song in the repertoire of the animatronic shows at chuck e cheese <laughs> that gave new popularity with the younger generation so sure bit of a, a resurgence in 2011 continuing on it was featured on a Oh my god, a 2012 episode of Glee. I can't even imagine. I I can't either. No, like so many crappy things all in one. Oh my god. Uh It was featured on a 2012 episode of Dancing with the Stars during, I believe, a Michael Jackson week. So weird. Uh Uh-huh. Most recently, it was included in the 2021 film, uh, animated film, The Mitchells versus The Machines. Uh, The song is also one of the songs that can be heard playing at Dinoland USA at Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park. One last little note, thanks to the success of the song's video, Was Not Was landed a spot on the 1989 Club MTV Tour, along with Paul Abdul, Tone Loke, Information Society, and Millie Vanilli. Uh, this was the tour, big man, where Millie Vanilli's recorded track malfunction, exposing them for lip syncing. Nice. Lost in the fear of that was that the other acts augmented their sets with recorded tracks as well, but Not Was Not Was. They performed live, of oh, course. Oh, good, know. good for everybody. Lucky, lucky audiences. People aren't going to the shows to be absorbed in musical values, David Weiss said, reflecting on the tour. The kinds of audiences these bands attracts don't care. And he's right. Yeah. Emily Vanelli, really. I mean, that was a whole lot of nothing. But anyway, mm-hmm. that's for another time. Should we talk about the lyrics? Here we go. <sighs> boom, so, boom. Akalakalaka boom. So according to an interview with Corder Randy Jacobs, Walk the Dinosaur is an infectious sing-along. The songs about nuclear Armageddon. Um, okay. That's what the songwriter says. Sure, okay. Uh, so uh, let me just break it down quickly. We start with the nonsensical chant. As you said, it's straight gibberish. Um, it's 
the song's kind of set in prehistoric times, but the narrator is also doing modern things. I mean, come on, wacky, right? I mean, you know, look, if they if they wanted to have a song that appealed to kids, right? Starting off with like boom, boom, akalaka, like a boom, like that. That's right. that's exactly what you would want to have. But I'll say right away, like this song feels like if it was written for a commercial, then sure. But as a as a three minute pop song, ugh. Yeah, anyway, I know. Yeah, it's uh, so. Anyway, he goes to he smokes. He's forty million years ago, and he's smoking cigarettes and going to the store and watching Miami Vice. It's so weird. Uh, the main thrust is the guy does things, then goes and walks his dinosaur. Yeah. And it's funny, I, I think. Um, in the second verse, he meets a woman in a cave painting buffalo. They go on a date. And then he stays up watching passing cars. I don't know. It's comedy. Yeah. Um, in the third verse, he dreams of New York. Then Elvis in a rocket ship who heals leopards. Then I guess a brachiosaurus shows up and he kills it. It's just dumb. Yeah. Um, yeah from I- this point on, the lyrics shift from everybody walk the dinosaur to everyone kill the dinosaur, which is ironic or hilarious or something. Yeah, I, I usually I highlight the lyrics that I like. And I mean there's nothing really good in here. No, there's nothing interesting. No. Um yeah, I'm looking through it. And I and I think it's weird that they go from walk the dinosaur to kill the dinosaur like I don't know what like gets a little violent. But anyway. Nuclear Armageddon. It was right there. Randy Jacobs laid it out, baby. Yeah, yeah. Let's take a look at what they say over at Song Facts. Um, some of the quirks of this modern dinosaur story include a boom, boom, akalakal, boom, boom chant, sort of like Ugachaka's in Hooked on a Feeling, a video which featured four cave women doing a walk the dinosaur dance and a reference to the hit TV show Miami Vice, which ensured its place in the 80s nostalgia. Note that in the third verse, he is no longer walking the dinosaur. He has now killed it, apparently in self-defense. Know Your Meme also remarks upon an interesting usage. It seems posting the lyrics to walk the dinosaur is a common alternative to bell airing. Now, what does bell airing mean? Mm-hmm. It's a discussion board meme where you post some long-winded shaggy dog story that seems to be leading to a payoff ending, but abruptly ends with some variation of lyrics to the theme song to the series, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh. And I guess they end up doing that with Walk the Dinosaur. I don't know. Done. Anyway, cool. let's go Let's go over to song meanings. Oh, I was hoping. Please. Maybe they can save us. Let's see. Lost Tango writes... So the song appears to be drawing a parallel between the extinction of the dinosaurs by the Chicks Club Meteor and the potential extinction of humans by nuclear war. The two big silver trees being nuclear missiles. Open the door, get on the floor as a reference to the old civil defense advice to duck and cover. I think. The early verses set up the narrator and his lady friend as living a naive state of nature like the dinosaurs or cavemen. The final kill the dinosaur verse could be a plea for disarmament or could be an ironic cheerleading of destruction. Don't ask me what the Elvis verse is about, though, smiley face. Uh, imagine <laughs> thinking that hard about these fucking lyrics. This is my favorite part. Maybe roasting blue pork suggests eating a policeman post-apocalypse because there's no other food. What? <laughs> All right. But here's my favorite. Hobble ducks. Uh-huh. writes. I'm pretty confident that Walk the Dinosaur is an old slang for choke of the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you catch my meaning. Yes, I caught it. <laughs> fits the rest of the lyrics, which are otherwise nonsensical, as well as the dancing in the video. So, What happens when you're killing it, though? I, I have no idea. You're like killing it like an OG money? <laughs> yeah, like, come I on, don't man. Know, dude. All right. Let's go to reception. So, Walk the Dinosaur entered the Billboard Hot 100 at on number 74 on January 28, 1989, uh, sandwiched between She Won't Talk to Me by Luther Vandross 
and a song called Way Cool Junior by Rat. Wow. Okay. <laughs> no idea. Uh, it would peak at number seven nine weeks later on April 1st, 1989. So even the date that it peaks is like a joke. Right? It's like <laughs> April Fools. <laughs> yes. Walk the dinosaur. I bet you they knew that and were so happy. Oh, I'm sure they were. Um, would you like to know the top 10? I was just uh, about to ask. All right, here we go. At number one, The Bangles with Eternal Flame. Mm -hmm. At number two, Girl, You Know It's True by Millie Vanilli. Uh We've got at number three, Roxette with The Look. Uh, My Heart Can't Tell You No by Rod Stewart at number four. At number five, but number one in your heart, Mike and the Mechanics with The Living Years. Ah, Terrible song. (laughs) At number six, She Drives Me Crazy by The Fine Young Cannibals. Number seven, Walk the Dinosaur. Number eight, R.E.M. with Stand. At number nine, Vanessa Williams, Dreamin'. And at number 10, Debbie Gibson with Lost in Your Eyes. It's and okay. It, not a bad, not not great, but not bad. Yeah. Um, hey, did you know that the Bengals, who were at number one this that week, their first hit was Manic Monday, which reached number two in 1986? Oh, did crazy. You know and look at that. Did you know that Manic Monday was written by Prince? <laughs> I did know that, but I'm glad you, what an interesting thing to raise. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's been that it's been that kind of an episode, yep. folks. Uh, Walk the Dinosaur also hit number eleven on the Hot Dance Club Play chart, number thirty six on the U.S. Hot Dance Music slash Maxi Singles Sales chart, number thirty on the U.S. Modern Rock Tracks chart, and number seven on the Cashbox chart. So pretty successful. Yeah. Um, internationally, it peaked at number eleven in Ireland, number ten in the Netherlands and South Africa and the U.K., number nine in Australia, Switzerland, and in number six in Norway. Over here in Canada. Walk the Dinosaur peaked at number six on the RPM Top 100 on May 1st, 1989. I did some digging, big man. Do you, would you like to know the top 10? Wow, you, went, you went deep, eh? And you found that okay. list. Would you like to hear it? Yeah, you did all the work, so you, you right. should share. Number one, Like a Prayer by Madonna. Two, The Look, Roxette. Number three, She Drives Me Crazy. Number four, Girl, You Know It's True. Eternal Flame is at five. Walk the Dinosaur at six. Number seven, 38 Special with Second Chance. What? <laughs> at number eight, Diamond Mine by Blue Rodeo. <laughs> Can con. And at number, uh, sorry, that's at number eight. At number nine, Stand by R.E.M. And number 10, and always number one in your soul, Mike and the <laughs> Mechanics, The Living Years. <laughs> you know what? I think the Canadian list is better than the American one at the, so... Ah, uh, yeah, that's it. You know, Vanessa Williams' Dreamin' is, don't sleep on that song. It's All a right. pretty good song. I will not sleep on it. Okay. <laughs> Walk the Dinosaur has uh, 418,000 streams on Spotify, and there are no official videos on YouTube. The way poor quality, unofficial upload of the video has 4.3 million views. I couldn't really find them in reviews, but Robert Criscow of Village Voice gave the album an A minus, and here's what he said about the album. Smooth has never been their forte. In fact, they've never given a shit about it. So this comes on as scattered as the literally art funk you dimly remember. It's not, though. They relax a little, write real tunes, groove the ala- over-elaborate rhythmic attack, and that l- lyrical reach and purpose without soft-pedaling their... You know what? Oh, my God. I can't even read this. <laughs> you know, honestly, he gave it an A-. minus. It's not an A-. minus. It's garbage. Can we move on to covers and samples? <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> Uh, that was that was a cut and paste job that just did not bear any fruit. Okay. So, uh, as mentioned earlier, there was a cover of Walk the Dinosaur performed by Parliament and Funkadelic's George Clinton for the 1993 Super Mario Brothers movie. I wrote, it's all goom goom akalaka goomba, and it's uh, really bad. I, I would argue, and I mean, I've heard a lot of uh, Parliament. Yes. Some Funkadelic, a little bit of George Clinton. I have not listened to absolutely everything that they've done. 
but I'm pretty sure that that's the worst thing they ever did. I would. I, I wrote. I love George Clinton, but my God, it's actually worse than the original. Uh huh. Which is saying something. Um, also mentioned earlier, Queen Latifah covered in 2009 for Ice Age Dawn of Dinosaurs uh, soundtrack. It's a hip hop version with modified lyrics and is also quite bad. Okay. Um, there are five others listed on who sampled. We've got a 1992 kids version by something called some group called Tin Lid. I wrote blech. <laughs> <laughs> There's some dink named Jim Bowen did a William Shatner inspired version in 2008. It's brutal. I oh, I can imagine. Like he's just saying the words, right? Basically, he's the, saying it in, in that cadence that makes you want to punch something. Yeah. Um, in 2008, some group named the Flying Pickets covered it, and it's worse than any of the other ones I've mentioned. It's so rotten. Okay. <laughs> uh, in 1998, there was a version by one of those cover groups. You know those ones you can buy like the cheap album, and it's like you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah. It was a group called The Party Animals. Um, it's quite horrid, and they even messed up the lyrics. So, thanks okay. to that. Um, the best cover I actually came across was a uh, bass cover by a dude named Fat Bass 37 on YouTube, where he plays along to the song uh, on bass, and he has some serious chops. Nice. That was enjoyable. Samples wise, who sampled list 22 entries? I won't go through them because there's nothing notable. Even Girl Talk wouldn't touch this. Nice. Let's go to the video. All right. So this video was directed by Nigel Deck, who famously produced the Do They Know It's Christmas video and uh, tons of other videos, but like the Tears for Fears, Def Leppard, Guns N' Roses, Oasis, Alice in Chains, etc., etc. And my question to Nigel Dick is why? Uh-huh. I we know why. Money. Well, it's all about the money, brother. Yep. Um, we start with some, the video starts with some bikini-clad ladies in loincloths watching the band play on a, what I guess, a prehistoric television. Uh, we get lyrics on the screen, which is a favorite gimmick of the Super Hits podcast. Yep. So thumbs up to that. Uh, the ladies dance. I guess they're trying to get this uh, Walk the Dinosaur dance over. I mean, that's the big thing that I noted from this, right? Yes. Like, were they like, this is going to be the new dance craze across America? It's it's terrible. It was not. Like, <laughs> it was not. Like, just go. If you don't know what it is, go watch the video and see the dance that they do over and over again. Like, like they basically... They turn, they turn to the side, mm -hmm. so right, like their side is yep. facing the camera, mm -hmm. and then they march forward, and they they try to with their arms mimic like I guess a dinosaur head. Yeah, it, it would be like if you were like I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a fucking like duck on with mm -hmm. with um, shadow puppets. Yep, basically, you know, and they're yep. and yeah, it's just bad. You have to see it's it; it's horrible. It looks like uh, a cross between Walk Like an Egyptian and uh, the wrestler, Santino Morella, and his Cobra. Yeah, it's no... Right? <laughs> yes, it does. It's really bad. It's really bad. Two things I did like about the, the video. Uh, Dave Waz has a Apple Macintosh set up next to his keyboard. It's uh -huh. great. And Don Waz has a leopard print bass. Yes. So good for you guys. Uh, the bikini ladies then teach the dance uh, to the viewer with a bouncing ball over the text, even though no words are being sung. Uh-huh. So weird. <laughs> Uh, then some more dorks enter the scene and start doing the dance, and the, and I wrote, "This is not selling it." <laughs> no, nope, in not any at all. way, shape, or form. Bunch of nerds doing a dance, and it mercifully ends. Uh, I love how they fade the song out, but the dudes are still wailing away in the background after it goes silent. That's yeah. a great little bit of uh, badness uh, to end the video. Um, if you have no other thoughts, we can just rate this thing. All right, here we go. What say you, video? <sighs> I'm trying to think if I dish out my first one. 
for a music video. I think mm-hmm. I've, I've, I don't think I've done a one on a music video before. Yep. I think I'm going to go with a one. Yes. This is really fucking bad. Yes. Like, yes. What's, what's the thing that really does it for me is that mm-hmm. they tried really hard. I know. Exactly. They right? like, yeah, right. They, they came up with ideas and they employed a lot of people and they built a set yep. and they made up a dance and everything about it is fucking terrible. And like, yes. I, I can't imagine, like, I mean, obviously this went somewhere, right? It was a big hit in the late mm-hmm. 80s. But I look at this and I'm like, there is nothing cool going on here. Nope. And I can't imagine being, maybe if I'm 10 and I'm watching this, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's pretty neat because I'm stupid, right? Yeah, yeah. But if I'm 14, no, I'd be like, no fuck way. no. Like, no. Uh, so, that, yeah, I'm going to give it a one. I love it because uh, if we had a little trumpet sound, we would now be able to christen this the worst rated video that we've done. <laughs> I give it a one as well. Uh-huh. Um, we have dethroned uh, MC Biker G and DJ Sven. <laughs> yes. <laughs> from being the worst music video uh, on the Super Hits podcast. I give it a one as well. I hate this video. I called it Flintstones looking garbage. Bunch of old dorks playing a dumbass song. I love how they're trying to start a dance craze. It's so forced. One out of ten for me. Just I mean, it's an absolute disaster. It's again, like if I'm in that time, I'd be like, "Is my is my dad trying to yes appeal to me? Like, I know. Exactly. I, I, you know, I love my dad. He's a cool dude. But like, come on, come on. Yeah, they, it Agreed. just feel it feels completely out of touch. So bad. Yeah. Anyway, what do you think of the song, buddy? I'll give the song. I'm gonna give the song a three. Okay. Um, I don't like it. I don't think it's good, but yep. it's not the worst. I don't think it's the worst thing I've ever heard. I think mm-hmm. it's got the right appeal to certain things. I think kids would like it. Mm-hmm. I think you could use it for the right commercial or the right soundtrack. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, the the boom, boom, akalakalaka, boom, I don't think it's too bad. I think the lyrics are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but you know, and, and as a piece of music, the the music sounds good. Like mm-hmm. an instrumental of this would be fine. Yep. Um, but you know, enough of me trying to justify the three. It's not a good song, yep. and I don't think it fits really that much with the time. And uh, it is very, very uncool. So. <laughs> I'm going to echo your thoughts. I'm giving it a three as well. And I said, take away those uh, lyrics. And it's not the worst song ever. Yeah. Uh, the bass line is fairly saucy. I like the horns. The keyboard solo in that organ style is really good. It's got a frenetic pace. It's at least semi-interesting musically. Yeah. Uh, the lyrics are so bad. And you know, when I'm listening to it, I can hear these dudes with their massive shit-eating grins. And it makes me so mad. <laughs> yes. I think it's straight up novelty trash. And I don't think it's funny. So I can only imagine how funny these guys thought they were when they wrote this, and it makes me needlessly angry. <laughs> Three out of ten. That's it. What a disaster. All right. Well, we're going to pick up the pace next week, or next episode. Yes. Uh, because we're going to be covering the Human League, and Don't You Want Me? Yes. One of my favorite songs, not just of the 80s, but maybe of all time. I'm going to concur it's a good song. Yeah. So we're going to talk about... the gate. 
don't skip it because we'll have lots to say. Yeah, we're going to talk about that one. If you want to listen to that song, I mean, I was going to say, if you want to listen to it, go to our playlist, Super Hits Podcast playlist. But, you know, go anywhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the The music is obviously there for you to listen to um, and uh, have a listen to it. It's much better than Walk the Dinosaur. And we'll be talking <laughs> about that next time. If you want to hit us up, especially if you're a big Was Not Was fan. And oh you're, my God. Yeah, and you're upset. They're not going to be happy. Yeah, that you were, we were so mean. We were quite mean to them. Yeah, to, I was, for yeah, sure. To one of your favorite songs. Then uh, hit us up at Super Hits Cast on Twitter, at Super Hits Podcast on Instagram, Super Hits Podcast at gmail.com to send us an email or requests or comments or anything that you want. And uh, if you can, you know, hit us up with a five-star review and like and subscribe if you haven't done so already. Really helps put those big bucks in our pockets. Oh, God, yes. And uh, until next time, I am Slip of Five Eyes or Slip. So I wanted to say if there's any uh, Was Not Was fans out there who are really mad about Walking the Dinosaur, I will say I can only imagine how wacky and zany you are. <laughs> so good for you. Uh, I'm Jamie C, aka MegaMix.com. Thanks for listening, friends. See ya. See ya.